All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special self-promotion E1 um, semi-serious where we are going to discuss some literature, the process of writing a book. And I am joined here. I am Alex Branson, and I am joined here by a much more famous person, musician, author, uh, fellow Candleman, Keith Buckley, mm-hmm. author... I, uh, up until now, thought your first name was Branson, oh, so no. this is already a nice, I have, nice, nice I have one of those, uh, the, I have one <laughs> I of those just... white guy last names, where you yeah. just become cool. your last name mm-hmm. and your front, your first name. Like like Hitler. I would also like to say, I just <laughs> refer to first names as front names. So yeah. pre-names. So this is the third book I've written, and I've made that mistake. Not mm. not not too great. <laughs> uh, Keith Buckley You'll is the out. author of the of uh, two novels, Scale mm-hmm. and Watch. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about yep. writing books because I got a book coming out, and I figure so. People keep asking me. People keep asking when people ask questions about everyone's pe- asking everyone's when people asking ask lately. questions about books or when they want to they they I I, I I wanted to do this because I feel like the conversation about writing books almost has too much like mysticism around it and uh you know people treat it like soothsaying rather than as they should so let's not like you know let's not demystify it here let's we got to keep it it up uh, so we look more justified in doing it yeah absolutely Uh, i mean i i started writing because i started writing for the same reason that like kids play guitar which is just to get laid so if this ruins that for me then uh, that's oh yeah. Problem. So all right. So writing is very special. No, very few people can do it. Uh, it's almost like magic. Let's let's keep it up like that. <laughs> all right. Uh, doing this, and um, I'm not sure when this episode's going to go out, but uh, it's going to go out, and then I'm going to have a book out on November 10th called Water Wasted. All right. So I'm doing a mm. promo shit. I'm going to be shoving that down people's throats because I want that to be very successful. I love what I've read already, by the way. I love what I've read of it already. But I, I now that I, I know it's going to be in paperback, I'm going to wait for it. I, I, unless oh, you no, got, no, that's like, a good because because a lot of the stuff actually changed through the editing process. And I have some questions about editing later where I think we'll we'll kind of get to that. But I wanted to start this with a question to you of something mm-hmm. that I have an opinion on that has infuriated some of my friends, namely Joel. All mm-hmm. right, Keith, is writing a book easy? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a no-brainer. Like, I mean, who can tell you you're wrong? It's your fucking book. When people talk about writing a book being, like, difficult or, like, this Herculean task... What do they, Mm -hmm. they typically say stuff like, well, you know, I'm working full time and I have this and, you know, there's this going on. And and every time people talk about a book being hard to write, they're just talking about life being hard. Like life, life is very hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not hard to sit down, you know, and then use one of my favorite things to do is sit down. I, I, I'm almost yeah. a professional at it by this point. Um, it's just people just don't want to find the time. And I, I really think what it is is that people don't want to start something that ultimately might fail. Yeah. Um, but that's, yeah, I mean, you know, like the failure, everyone's failing all the fucking time. You know, it's just, it depends on how much work you want to put into possibly failing, I guess, which for me is a lot. I will put in a lot of work. I, I would say when it comes um, to writing a book and, and the fear of failure, the stakes couldn't be lower. Absolutely I, not. Yeah. Nobody has to read your book. I mean, you, you could, you could literally walk into bookstores and yeah. bury it behind other books and no one will ever know you wrote one and that's that but you still get to say yeah. you wrote a book so that and that that's really all that's that's what all writers start writing for is to say that they wrote a book i mean basically i mean the reason i wrote a book is because i called myself like a writer when i was like a college mm-hmm. shithead you know like i want to be yeah. a writer and sooner or later you almost have to write a book in order to back that up at some point you're gonna have to substantiate yeah. either it, yeah. that but there's no rush, but there's no rush. There, there is you know? no rush, but it, it, you should probably do it. I think part of it is, um, you know, when you're young and you, you write, there's like, it helps if you're either stupid or arrogant. Cause w- yeah, or b- f- both, in my case, w- really helped me yeah. get off the ground as far as like the first stuff I'd ever written. Because but. you want to 
either not care if your stuff is good or bad or just assume it's good. Because if you, if you don't, yeah. you're just never going to do it. And then if you never do it, you're never going to get better at it. Right, right. But some people don't, like, I, I mean, but to get better at it is, is just such, like, a subjective term because there's, I mean, horrible writers in the same way there's horrible painters that, you know, are otherwise successful. Um, it just, it, it really just depends on who your audience is. And um, I think that, uh, you know, being verified on Twitter you know, not to brag, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I know who my audience yeah. is, and it's around a hundred thousand point seven people. So that's all I really got to think not about bad. when I'm writing. Well, not so, bad. okay, so so let, let, let's then take it. But do you remember? Because I remember mine. Do you remember like the first thing you wrote? Wrote. Um, I mean, like actually sat down and put pen to paper yeah. writing, like or, teenager um, writing, or anything that was just not for school, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, uh, when I graduated high school and got to Virginia Tech, uh, there was, um, you know, like a student literary journal sort of thing that they published on the campus. And I, the, the stakes weren't high on, in, in that. So I felt like it was a good time to sort of come out of the gate and be like, okay, I, I, I think I can do this. This is something I've always wanted to do. Let's see if other people think that I have something that could potentially be worthy of being in this in this journal. Um, so, yeah, I, I wrote for that. It was just like a fucking poem, obviously, because I was in fucking college and college kids I did write poems. poems. Too. I think everybody, because yeah, yeah. first of all, they're, they're very easy. You think, you, oh you my think a God. book Can is you easy. You know how write to write a poem. Words? Yeah. You can be done <laughs> in five minutes. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. And when you get a poem published, then oh, you're yeah. a poet. And so now you can fucking write the worst shit, but you're a poet. You're a published poet already. So it adds this sort of um, this these credentials to the the garbage that you produce and people will say well it can't be garbage because he's already been published. And I'll, but you can be like ha it is yeah. garbage. I <laughs> Do you remember like what the content was that you wrote about, like the poem, what the subject oh was? Oh my god! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Do I ever? All right, I'll tell um, you mine if yeah, you tell me yours. Okay. All right. Show All right. Me yours so first. I wrote like a. I was a. I was a. I was a big, like, prose poetry guy. I loved like Russell mm -hmm. Edson. I remember being like seventeen, yeah. and I was a theater kid, right? So, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to do the play they were, I didn't want to do musicals cause I can't sing. And the rest of the theater mm -hmm. kids, they were all in the music stuff too. So it's like, all right, everybody's trying to convince me like you can do whatever in this. You don't have to have a singing role. You can have, I'm, I'm not going to do it. You know, I don't want to do it. It's a lot of time. <laughs> I don't want to fucking, I'm not there to hang out. I was not like a theater kid, uh, like socially. I didn't really hang out with them. So I was like, I'm not doing it cause I don't, I, don't, I can't sing. And I, I started, I, I used like my time to like write, but you know, mm -hmm. I was like a 17 year old virgin that didn't have anything to write about. So I wrote, I wrote, yeah. I remember writing a thing about Vikings, like fighting in the snow Ooh. and blood. And, it was like, I am. Yeah. Nothing. You had nothing to write about. So why, might as well write yeah. about Vikings, which I mean, that's base knowledge for most, most, most 17 kids. year old virgins. I could name, <laughs> I could tell you a little bit about a Viking. <laughs> Mostly just video games were my well of inspiration. So I, I'm very yeah. glad. I hope it never sees the light of day. I hope none of the poems I ever wrote see the light uh -huh. of day. I hope. Oh, they have God. to. You have to. Come on. I, uh, that would be fucking oh, awesome. That would fucking suck, uh, man. Just. Uh, yeah. It, it's so. I mean, it's so embarrassing. And it's. I'm so fucking thankful that there was no internet i guess when i like started writing because i probably would have oh, put there shit is on there definitely some shit I never lived on. on the internet i yeah. hope uh, i oh, probably probably in like a long lost tumbler or something it was it yeah. was it was there yeah. and did you put it oh there? yeah oh because you you when, you, so when you're, you're, you're saying probably but you mean oh, definitely. when you're well no because i don't know because like a lot of the, like a lot of the shit i did in like the I want to say like er, my early internet days where I was like writing for different websites and stuff. All this stuff I got paid to do has been like wiped from the internet. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. all the stuff I didn't care about is gone. But I, I, I mm-hmm. if anybody finds it, I, I will pay you money to not post. <laughs> I, 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 you know, we talked a little. I'm gonna, still going to make you say yours. You're not off the hook. But um, uh, okay. I, I will say when I talked about, like, getting better as a writer, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just it becomes a um, the task to improving your writing is just how quickly you can identify like what's, you know, terrible Um, because almost everything is at first. um, But it's just sort of filtering that stuff out and and getting rid of it and doing so efficiently. So you're not fucking wasting your time, you know, expounding on these just ridiculous concepts that, you know, though that's like what the the narcissistic that's like when you're like running on narcissistic fumes of of your college years and you're like no this this is good this is fine this will do but after a while you kind of realize that a lot of it's shit not you personally no no it's true it's also like because i remember taking like creative writing classes and stuff like that where it's just like like it's very easy to say somebody else sucks and in my head i would be like oh man oh man and like yeah that the the real benefit you get out of like a college creative writing class is not how to be a better writer it's what not to do absolutely absolutely which was um in in my experience what not to do was to um assume the role of a writer because they all wore fedoras they all wore like dusters they look like shit that sounds actually really cool like that's shit. very different that's very <laughs> you know what as it's leaving my mouth it's very <laughs> fucking different from the people that like assumed the identity of a writer when i was in college yeah yeah those i, I didn't really take a lot of writing classes i i remember one kind of only because of this one dude in the class who sucked uh but insisted on reading his shit every class i don't remember what i wrote for that class but like i i read a lot you know i i read a lot all through high school and and i've always loved reading so that's why i like became an english major in college but i mean reading books doesn't make you a good writer and you know i, I watching sports doesn't make you an athlete yeah you know it's it's just like I I don't I, I I didn't really learn any of the technical skills uh, and that's kind of unfortunate because that gives a lot more work to the editor um, you know and when you relinquish that sort of control because you don't know what you're doing and you're hoping that somebody else yeah. does it's kind of like a helpless feeling but you you just gotta trust the editor because I think uh, yeah they're gonna tell you that you're you're not shit. I think I get more out of reading books now that I've written a book than I did before because. Yeah, I, I imagine it's the same thing with any medium. You listen to it, or you just your inner monologue in your head is saying what's good and what's not, what's good and what's not, uh-huh. and what you would do, and and stuff like that. You really don't like get the full experience anymore. Almost, Abs- yeah, the magic's kind of yeah. gone. Uh, yeah, but it does make it a little more scientific, I guess, and more like methodical. But I don't know. I it's it just like you know, and only because I have experience with like writing l- lyrics for bands. But when I was a kid, like I, I just assumed that singers for bands were writers that didn't have a book deal. Oh, like yeah. if you were if you were a writer and you didn't know what to do with your writing, you would just like ask guys to like play guitar behind you and drums while you just basically inserted your bad poetry and stuff so that's kind of that was actually like how i really even got into being in bands was i just wanted to write and i didn't know what to do with it so there was a local music scene you know so you just get you have a band you're like well i don't think i can sing because i'm fucking 14 years old but i have these horrible poems i could read (laughs) and embarrass myself in front front of four people at a vfw hall on a sunday afternoon you make it sound so good <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, but uh, going back to and I, I don't want to let myself off the hook either because I, I I'm gonna fully embarrass myself. So I the the subject for the the first thing I read published at, at Virginia Tech, which is uh, probably 1998 99. I I same thing didn't have anything to write about because I I didn't know I didn't have any experience. Like that was my first real world experience was even going to college yeah. out of state. Um, I was straight edge. Like I didn't do shit. I didn't party. I had no friends with me there. So I figured, oh, I'm going to make this extremely like clever and meta and write about how I don't have anything to write about. Oh, and fuck, that to that me was sucks. like the holy grail. Of, uh, <laughs> that fucking 
sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Oh, so man. bad. Like this, this like fucking uh, uh, just, <laughs> just uh, like verbose. It was just verbose and like wistful. It was just so fucking. Uh, just really uh, daring people not to uh, listen. Uh, <laughs> like giving yeah. permission at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. Um, but it, they liked it. Um, so now all of a sudden I had I, I was vindicated, which totally ruined the next like five or six years of me writing oh, because God, I yeah. just kept going to the well with that trick. And I mean, if anybody listening uh, l- listens to Eat It or Did, like go back and listen to the first few records and listen to how and, and like the lyrics there's extensive lyrics about how I don't have anything to write about because I just like, this is all I know. Yeah. Someone told me I was good at the this. The fucking so. good old days in retrospect, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there's just so much, so much going on. Now, I remember being in college and I remember being young and, and, and like really starting to like feel myself with like the writing stuff. Mm. And then like writing basically completely imitating the writers I liked at the time, which are guys I really don't like anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I like I the only out of the only crew like I uh, I was huge like the first thing that made me want to be a writer was like Kurt Vonnegut, and yeah. I feel like that's a lot of people's like almost intro level, mm-hmm. and you kind of go yeah. on by it a little bit because he's very direct in in uh-huh. his voice and with what he wants to accomplish and a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's a good gatekeeper for for younger kids, for oh, sure. Oh, totally. So, like, like I yeah. would I would tell people to get into it, 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 it but you know, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to ask like a 19 year old. Well, 19 year old seems smarter nowadays. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I wouldn't tell a 19 year old be like and sexier. Yeah, yeah, dude, they keep getting sexier. <laughs> satanic verses. I wouldn't tell them to read like satanic verses or something like uh-huh. that. I, I just read Vonnegut, and if you like it. <laughs> challenge yourself more go to yeah. start reading the all the central american incest writers they're good mm-hmm. like just go for all that <laughs> i uh I, I liked i i actually like never was assigned a vonnegut book in any of my classes in, in high school so i didn't read him until a little bit later but i really loved like the uh the beat writers like the spontaneous pro stuff to me was the uh, that just felt like the best kind of uh, writing in my opinion because there was no censorship oh, yeah. and it was just very free but uh, then I, I you know thinking about it i think it's because it's the it's absolutely the easiest yeah and uh like i said like no, there's there's very little stake involved because it's just it's because it's stream of consciousness you almost have this plausible deniability if it's bad yeah you just say well that's i was in a bad mood that day you know, or something it's, like it's that. It's a built-in defense mechanism, which uh, right. is, it, yeah. is great for people in creative projects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to have that. You want to have your exit strategy plan before you even start, for sure. Like, like it, it, whenever young people say, like, they like, I remember people saying they write, but it's like I'm really into like writing short stories. In my head, I am like, you're lazy. <laughs> you're just lazy. Yeah, you just don't have you're a full lazy. idea. Yeah, yet. just. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't want. You could take that and probably make it into a book. You're just lazy. Even just, even yeah. when I wrote yeah. Into the Hills, Into the Hills is like mm-hmm. 170 pages. Yeah, that was just purely out of laziness in retrospect. Just uh-huh. completely out of. I need to get this out of the door as uh-huh. quickly as fucking possible. See, I, I love. I mean, I honestly love that book. I was like, just I, I. I I didn't know you at the time, you know, I knew of you just through our circle of, of uh, internet friends, but I got the book and I was like really fucking impressed. And I, I, th- I just feel like there's, there's no need to go longer yeah. than that. Honestly. I, I mean, it's, it's just such a, per- like my, watch the, the second one I did is half, half the length of the first one, because I, I understood that like, it's too fuck 200 some pages. is just too fucking long. Yeah. I mean, especially if, You've already established a story, and all you're doing is just adding details and scenes that just make the book longer. I mean, it's not. It, it, there's so many unnecessary words. Like looking back at it now, I, I wrote that in like 2015. Well, I, I wrote it started in like 2013, didn't get published till like 2015. But looking back at it, it's like there's just so much unnecessary baggage that I could have done without you know but i just had no fucking idea so i thought that 200 something was around where you want to be but yeah 170 pages that's that's perfect. dude i really remember on into the hills i i have a very vivid memory of googling 
All right. How long is a novel where it's not a novella? Oh, I see. I was told sixty-five thousand words is a good uh, like block of 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 text for a book. Yeah. So I think that is actually around two hundred pages, maybe. And I was pushing to get there because I'm like, well, if I don't, if I can't meet this like mile marker, then maybe the idea wasn't good enough to start with. And now I'm in the weeds and I'm just going to have to keep adding shit. Um, and that's fucking terrified me because when, you know, obviously writing a book, there's no one to bounce ideas off of. There's, there's no, you have to develop a rapport with the characters themselves. So you have to fully explore them and, you know, bring them out of the ashes. And then hopefully you relate to them enough where you can imagine what they would do. But I mean, that just takes so fucking long to get to that by the time you're done with it, you're, you've either uh, overexerted yourself uh, and, and you've put in a bunch of shit that's completely unnecessary or you realize that it's just fucking really boring and you can't meet that 65,000 word marker. I, so. I think that is the worst thing that uh, I, the worst thing to hear is that like a part drags or a part mm-hmm. at, at I, I think uh, the first cut run through of water wasted. I think it's got like I think I, we cut like 15k or 10k words from it. Uh huh. Yep. Like there was a lot of just dead space that when you're writing you don't know you're just fucking you know you put Riffing. yeah you just put your ears back and you just you just clack <laughs> away like you put your Hawaiian shirt yeah, on the, sunglasses you, and you just you get the box fan pointing at the back uh-huh. of your head and you're just going <laughs> right you light yeah you light up a or, or you know you light up a cigarette in one of those long cigarette yeah, things at that your, like the, pang, your the penguin smokes yeah your typewriter yeah <laughs> just clanking away do, what do you do with the stuff that you Remove. Uh, fucking done, dead. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, I think like even I had to. Uh, I had to cut a couple characters from Water Wasted. Even. Oh really? Yeah, like a whole group of kids. I wanted to do that because like, I I cut like a whole section on that, and even then, I like there was some stuff that. I I think you're gonna hear that like what is the point of this by some people. Uh, the editor there was just like, all right, so like this, I don't need know if it needs to be as long. I have like a, I have like a kind of like a watchman type character in Water Wasted, mm-hmm. a, the the gas station attendant, mm-hmm. and I went on a hill for that guy. I'm like, like, yeah, like I like that's something that's like crucial to me, and I can't explain why it's crucial because there's mm-hmm. so much about a book that's just like a feeling like intuition yeah. that's just something that's not verbalized and technically it may not there but it's like well this is my book and that thing's there and that thing is part of it and part of the reason why I want to do it so it's staying and I'm not yeah. going to explain why you don't yeah you shouldn't have to yeah and hopefully it's it's right. uh it, it's just that well it's not like he was demanding me to cut it <laughs> like <laughs> just get rid of this motherfucker you know editors are very nice they're some of the especially yeah. a rare bird they're they're very nice to the point yeah. where you can tell that i think they almost like suggestions that you'll get about the book will will be very very nicely worded overtly mm-hmm. almost to the point where i know if it was one of my friends they'd just be like what the fuck are you yeah. doing here you know yeah. Yeah. The leading questions from uh, an editor, like whether or not um, it, it completely independent of the context, if if the, the question starts off and I could tell it's a leading question, I'm like, he doesn't like this. Like, I don't have to read the rest of it. I don't need to know why. I just know that he doesn't like it. But, you know, yeah, then then there's like the well, I think this is unnecessary because because because. But, yeah, when you're in the middle of it and you have the idea you know, you place a lot of, uh, uh, you, there's a lot of weight to that idea when it happens because you know that that feeling is not a normal feeling that you would get had you not been making a, a an honest book that, you know, you're, you're ready to be vulnerable with and things like that. So when that, that instinct you're talking about, when that, when you feel that, it's a completely unique feeling and to ignore it is almost like blasphemy you know when if if someone says take this out and you remember how you felt when you wrote it that becomes more important than 
what it actually is that's being taken out did if that makes sense in anything you've ever written and i only ever i did not have it in into the hills but i definitely had it in water wasted did you ever have just like a very specific moment or, or a feeling that served as kind of like the guideline for the book um yes uh so when i started writing scale i i didn't intend to write a book when i started writing first which would the stuff that would eventually become scale i i was just sort of documenting tour like we had gone to southeast asia for the first time so i just really wanted to like kind of just keep a you know a little journal a diary if you will okay um so i was just you know just writing about every day that we were going through southeast asia and things like that and as i was doing it, i was like okay you know what this is I, I i love doing this so much why don't i go back and see what i can remember about other tours that we did in other places and i eventually just started writing you know, journal entries uh, on tour almost every day. And it wasn't until like a year or two later that it just fucking, it, I, I did, I couldn't find the common thread that would tie everything together except that it was me and I was on tour. But that's not, I don't want to write like a fucking, uh, you know, an autobiography. Right. Um, I just, I couldn't imagine what would make this book interesting um to anybody that didn't know me or had no idea or care about what being in a band was like um but when i realized that i could alternate between the present and the past and you know the the chapter one and three and and what's the odd number after three five um what that those could be the, <laughs> that those could be um you know those could be the past and then the even ones could be the present and i could f figure out a way um to actually segue into one another you know just sort of relying on the, the themes that had already been established by the stuff i had already written that i would eventually sort of pick apart and put into the book so that that moment of like that eureka moment of like wait a minute this is gonna keep going back and forth between time periods was a very like special moment for me and i it was just like i was fucking elated and all of a sudden things just started falling into place but it takes sitting for hours and writing i mean if you do write anything but at it all it could be potentially garbage shit, yeah it right but you just have to do you have to sit there and you have to write garbage and that's what yeah i, I mean that's such a, a deterrent for for so many people well, that's the hump you yeah you gotta like yeah. see some shit and then everybody goes like well it's fucking done i, I try uh -huh. it's a good i'm not gonna yeah. do anything with it yeah um but yeah, so I, I just feel like being able to accept that nothing um, is going to work out basically ever until it does. You just got to fucking you just got to choke it down. Yeah. You, know? you either got to be really stubborn or you have to not care enough to see if something see the light of day. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I Water Wasted kind of I had that moment with a lot of it very early on because it is a book I have rewritten probably two or three times. Uh -huh. And there are certain, basically, my process for starting a book like isn't like I'm going to sit down. I start and I write something, and then I'll keep mm -hmm. writing it. And if I hit a dead end, I'll erase it and keep what I like, and then build something from that, erase it, go back. I think I've probably like deleted more shit in my life than I've like kept. Oh yeah. And you know what? I don't know if this is true for you too, but I remember the bad shit that I was embarrassed of so oh, much more vividly than I remember the the stuff that actually like ended up going through. I had a question for you about this, but I, I, I since kind of already gotten into it, I don't mm. remember anything. I don't remember parts of books I have written. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. when I do we won and some. I won't remember what I said the whole time. See, but that's great because that means that it was spontaneous, you know. I, and and I feel like if you if you tr if you remember every moment of every book or anything you've ever written, then m maybe you should be writing scripts and not books, you know, because that's very yeah. formulaic. You know, you have to hit a certain part of the storyline by a certain page, and and that becomes something that you have to map out beforehand. But I mean, it sounds like you kind of write like I do, where it's it's just 
you know, I, I guess just you sit down and what comes out comes out and then you figure out how you can use it and, and sharpen it a little bit. But I've never mapped out anything because if I, and that's, I agree with you. I don't remember so much of it because I, I didn't spend a lot of time looking at it. You know, it was there and then it was out and then that was fine. I map I out done. a lot of stuff. I do the, uh, I'm a big whiteboard guy. Are you? I have a fucking, uh, I think a, like a 36 by 24 inch whiteboard that wow that's big too big to hang up on my wall holy in cow. my little office here how much that run how much that run you oh god i got it for dungeons and dragons a million years ago i had probably like 20 bucks it's not like it's a shit it's a piece of shit it's dented all over the place part of the corners have fallen off but yeah. even right now i still i have a smaller whiteboard that i use for e1 that i plot out everything and the general stuff i want to get i'm a big whiteboard guy and uh hmm. with the book right so you do the messy part right the messy part is the beginning where you're figuring stuff out you're deleting the second you lay down some tracks i feel like mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. kind of have a general theme a general idea that's when I bust out the whiteboard, probably like 20% into what is considered Ooh. like, and then it's like, all right, let's fucking get some points yeah. in. And right. I, the thing is, I don't care if I break it, if I break what I had written. You're a whitey board? Oh, I don't, I don't care if I, no, no, I don't care if I break like the structure I have put out. Oh, I was gonna say, don't you should care if you break your weight. Well, I can don't, get a new one. I got the. Don't be heed. Don't be heedless. Well, I'm not gonna be reckless with it, but it is pretty old. If something <laughs> happened to it, I wouldn't cry. But I, I'll write down like the whole structure. I'm not gonna do like the Ulysses level 18 episodes, uh -huh. uh, mirroring the Odyssey or that stuff. To me, that's just like far too academic. That's that's yeah. that's at that point you're just just write a Bible. Yeah, that, that, that's more math than anything yeah. else, really. But I, I will do, like, a general theme, and I will do, like... I mean, God, even in the fucking... I had a big theme going on early on that I abandoned where I was going to have every chapter be named after a kingdom that doesn't exist anymore, which sounds Ooh. fucking corny, saying it out loud. <laughs> but I thought it was so cool. Mm -hmm. To have like, oh, chapter one, Alalandis. It's like, shut up. Just shut up. You're doing too much. You're doing too much. Yeah. I mean, that's sniffing your own farts a little well, bit. So I'm glad it. There is a thing with writers that get successful. I'm not saying I'm mm -hmm. one of them, but you can definitely see it in a lot of guys that then they're trying to fucking hit a home run. It's like Tom Hanks going for the Oscar. Yeah. I think the, the best example I can think of off the top of my head is like 1Q84. Okay. Like Mur Murakami's uh, fucking dude, going for. It. I read it. I he yeah, way too long. Way too long. Way too long. Um, tried to basically feel like did what was successful in Kafka on the Shore, but like yeah. love that book. Way less human. I love Kafka on the Shore. One of my favorite books. But it's yeah. just like one Q eighty four wanted to be like that times two, and it just yeah. it just wasn't. It just wasn't yeah, it, the same. It really sucks because I I love love him, love yeah. Murakami, but I I just didn't love that book, and I it was a, like a sunk cost thing where I was like, this is one of my favorite authors, this, and it was that sort of like uh, you know resting on the laurels thing of like this can't be bad if it's Murakami. And it wasn't like, it bad, just, but it's just like no 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 no. It was, it was Tom Hanks and Castaway. He was going for he was going for the <laughs> he was going uh, yeah. for the Oscar. Yeah yeah. yeah. I I have I agree. We're, we're, let me let me bring it back a little bit because we're mm -hmm. I, I, I haven't even asked any of the questions I wrote down, which okay. is good because we're going over it. But but there's some stuff yeah, I wanted here. to kind of to 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 kind of go over. And I, I always talk about this with people that have mentioned writing or anything to me. And I want to know how you feel about. It. Do you enjoy writing? Um, I enjoy the feeling I get after I think I've written something good. Yeah. But but the pro I the process of writing is t is torture. Yeah, it's not fun. Absolute fucking. It's not fun. Um, it's but it is easy. It's work. But it's not. Yeah, it's, it's work. Not fun. You just yeah. do it. it. To me, yeah, you, the closest comparison is uh, cut and brush. If you ever have to go okay. out and you have to clear some brush, chop down some shitty mm -hmm. little trees, rip it up. Mm -hmm. It's not hard, but mm -hmm. it's fucking work. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're going to get bit by chiggers. Yeah. You're going to get some sunburn. Yeah. You know, that stuff's going to happen to you. Um, but that's just a, that's the price you pay for being a famous author, really, is getting that sunburn, clearing that brush, you know? And then there's, like, two ways of even going about writing like that, where you either make yourself the guy who will every once in a while write feverishly and do 10,000 words in a fucking day, mm-hmm. or you do, like, the Stephen King like Protestant work ethic. I have to write my 2000 words a day, no matter what, where, where, yeah. where do you fit in that kind of dynamic? Um, I would, I would just allot myself a certain amount of time. Um, like I have a, a minimum of like f- four or five. It, dep- it depends. I, like if I'm on tour, uh, my, my days a little more structured. So I know what, what blocks of time I have to myself. So, you know, f- I have to sit down for four hours. I don't care if I don't write a single word. I just have to sit there and make myself, you know, at least try to conjure up something. Um, but I never really got into like caring about my output yeah. as far as like words or, or themes were concerned. But I mean, it is like it, it kind of in the same sense as you're talking about your white people like I there's there's, you know, I'll have like post-it notes about like major themes or just like don't forget you know that this was this was something that you know we were going to try to work on and, and and just like little reminders but i i i feel like the if the illustration of of the writing style that i i, I guess i have now is that it's it's like a it's like a spiral where it's like i'll just write you know, if I can get into it, like once I really finally have the idea, I just write everything, everything, everything I can. And then I just kind of like, but it's all skirting around the point of the book. Right. Because I still haven't figured it out. So, and then it just, you know, you just kind of keep going around and trimming a little off and, and getting closer to the center so that finally when you get to that center, that's really where the book starts. Yeah. Like then, then you go back to the beginning and you do it again and you trim more fat and, um, it, it is work and it's it, it it is torturous but like when you have that uh, when you find that word I, I, I'm, I'm sure you, you, yeah. you can relate like finding that fucking word that you've been looking for forever or, or the way to convey the the thing that you've wanted to to actually appropriately even convey like, forever is the best fucking feeling to me a lot of it is like alright you're like I like to have a question that I kind of ask myself when I'm writing a book Right. And it, it can be a very simple question, but it's something that usually doesn't have an answer you can like verbalize. Right. Mm-hmm. So you find something and it either fits with that general question of resembling an acceptable answer or it doesn't. If it raises more questions, I kind of scrap it. Yeah. Because I want like a cohesive theme. I want like a feeling. To me, that's what I've always liked about books is that like, you know, Faulkner in the fucking woods raging about mm-hmm. something. That that general feeling that you can kind of grab on something. And to me, yeah. questions are great for that. Does this mm-hmm. kind of fit what intuitively I think is the correct answer? And if it does, you're not going to like betray your own novel. But, yeah. Absolutely. When it comes Absolutely. to like output, though, I do it like guilt based. Like I just, oh, yeah. I'll fucking guilt the shit out of myself, and just be mm-hmm. like, all right, you have to write this, you have to do this. And uh, one actually mistake I know is from a lot of people who like want to be a writer but haven't really produced much. Um, if you force yourself to write something and then compare it to something you've written in like a moment of inspiration, you're not gonna fucking be able to tell. If you wait for inspiration, it's not going to be fucking better. It's just going to be easier. So just make yourself do it. Yeah, the, the yeah the perfect moment doesn't arrive. You know, you you have to like it it it's not going to appear out of the fucking sky. You know, wrapped. In, in paper and in bows like it's you have to fucking unless, dig through shit to find that 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 point that you're trying to make. unless you're like a fucking mystery novelist then you can just say ah it will be the butler yeah. and then you're good i, I mean I, I was watching cujo the other day and like talking about stephen king I, did you read have you read his book about his writing yes, process it's actually uh, yeah. my favorite book on writing it's really really good really good very practical there is no like he's just all right you're gonna do this you're gonna do this you're gonna do this i just i feel like he has to be the most arrogant person in the world because the idea that he has followed through on so many things that could have been shit 
Uh, I mean, it's astronomical. The, the like Cujo. Okay, uh, these the, the mom and her kid are trapped in a car, and there's a dog outside, and the dog's rabid. Okay, there. That's my short story. Yeah. That's that's as far as I can get. But to, you know, to write a book about it and to have that book made in a movie. I mean, I I don't think I ever would have followed through with you know a fraction of the ideas that people like Stephen King follow through with, and that just has to be something that they completely bypass something that other people have in their brains that stops them from going through that stupidity and that repetitive motion of, of constantly failing. But, you know, one or two failures is fine, but I'm not going to, I just don't, I don't want to sit down and, and chase an idea that I don't love from the beginning. Oh man, so. you ever read the dark tower series? No, I, no. I, I, it's not bad. And it is a good way to kind of, I feel like understand plot a little bit. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's also imagine if like you just th- you you throw shit at the wall and you see what sticks, and then you just uh-huh. say eh, it all sticks, it all works, <laughs> it all, all works. Shit. I'm on fire, baby! And literally, <laughs> yeah. there is no idea, no even brief flittering of a concept that he rejects that whole thing. And then my other oh, book man. shows up, and then this shows up, and then I'm in the book, and then this happens, uh-huh. and then this, and it's just uh, mi- oh man. Yeah, it's kind of like being I I got surgery and they put me under and I was on Dilaudid. mm -hmm. And uh, it's kind of like that where you're just like babbling almost to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And that's and I think that that's that's such a problem for a lot of writers. I don't know if it's a problem, but it's definitely a a reoccurring circumstance. Hell, It's his biggest strength. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it becomes. That's the thing. That's what it becomes. Bec- you're 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 sort of marinating in this like in this sauce that uh, that's entirely you. You have no one to tell you ideas are bad until you're done. But you've already you've already proven yourself as a writer, so you have all these credentials that allow you to think that what you're producing is you know worthy, I guess, of 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 the public uh, the public demand. And I just don't I I don't know. If that comes down to finding a, the perfect editor or to being a great writer, I think it, I think it's yeah. just the it's a it's a distinctive voice. You read like an MFA person. Everybody, you know, I I, I feel like there was a distinctive like every writer that was like twenty six and instantly got a mm-hmm. book deal. Um, they just basically had the same tone of voice as like Lori Moore, Birds of America past like 2006 where they just want to do mm-hmm. like i call it the mfa voice because it's just the same thing yeah i yeah. i can i can read like 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 if you have a you put if you sent me the new nicole kraus or the new saffron foyer or the new jennifer egan or something like that i mm-hmm. feel like i could not tell their tones apart which yeah. sure that means it's like they can all be great writers, but there is mm-hmm. something like distinctive about enjoying a specific person's book, you know. And yeah. Stephen oh, King, yeah. you have that feeling. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But and, and that's just because he's really good at just creating atmosphere. Yeah, uh, you know, and and it's obviously the plots are are traumatic um, and memorable, but it's the way that he creates the atmosphere around it, and you just feel like you're. You know, you're in that place, and that works. That fucking works. But I don't. That's I don't. Does Stephen King have a distinctive writing voice? Like, I mean, obviously he's good and he's successful, and people love his books. But like, what does his like? This is gonna sound fucking collegiate, but like, what does his what does his soul sound like? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that is is very articulate. It's tempo. I just feel like he It's tempo. Yeah, like people yeah, get mad yeah. at Stephen King because he has really boring descriptions of stuff that don't play into the book at all, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's because you notice every writer does that a little bit, but you know you notice that more because Stephen King is constantly happening, 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 happening. Like Yeah. He fits introspection that he doesn't do very much character stuff. It's kind of like, uh, 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 like Isaac Asimov can't write dialogue. And so anytime uh-huh. you're reading like a sci-fi Asimov thing and two characters are talking, you should just skip it. Cause it's dog. Yeah. It, it's dog <laughs> yeah. shit. He's a yeah. brilliant writer and stuff, but those are terrible cause he's inhuman. <laughs> you <Right>. know? <laughs> and with, with, with Stephen King, you can ignore all of the dialogue, almost all the description, but there is always a tone that kind of that's why his shit fits so well into movies and TV. It's because it's right. basically that. 
Yes. It is that's happening. What, that's yeah, that's what um like Peter Benchley when he wrote Jaws, he wrote it where the the chapter breaks, he imagined the scenes stopping. Oh my god. You know what I, like he wrote it to be a movie. It's like Da Vinci um, Code I, does that now where the chapters yeah, are yes. a page long. Yep. Yeah, and I, I I feel like yeah, you're right. That's that's pace, that's tempo, um, and it's just like uh, uh, like a, a mood creation. But it's not. I don't. I I, I, I I'm not going to die on a hill for this. Oh. I, I'm 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 asking. I, I'm honestly asking because I don't know. I don't feel like he has a a voice as a writer. I know he's a, he creates a lot of things yeah. that are memorable that you watch and you love and you you know you're you're moved by it in one way or another. But like when you're reading a Stephen King book, do you think this is an amazing literary mind? Okay, so no, I don't think that. But I almost feel like I could tell if I'm reading a Stephen King book or not. If you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, because he's had 500 books. Put yeah. in front of if, your face at one point or another. If you're reading a book, chances are it's a Stephen King book. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just simple math. I love the if fucking you... story about how he had to get a pseudonym because people didn't believe that one man could be writing that much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the Richard Bachman it, shit came from. See, this is like, I, I, and I think that like one of the main reasons that I I enjoy writing so much, and and the part of the biggest allure to me when I really decided that I wanted to to have a go at writing was like, I I liked making things. I love the creative process. Um, I I just didn't want people to fucking know. I I, I it was the uh, like the anonymity of it. I, I didn't want to be like a, you know, you don't, writers don't want to be celebrities normally, unless yeah. you're like the pickup artist guy. Like the, it, the, the fact that you could create things and you never really had to be a celebrity or, or do anything where people needed to see who you were. That was cool to me. You know, that was like, oh, this, this is an aloof writer. I don't even know what this guy looks like. I've never read an interview with him. Um, that, that, that mystique was really like, it magnetized me to it. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like he had that for a little bit, but then it, his output was just so obscene that he became famous for that. You know, I feel like the reason why I wanted like creatively to do writing versus anything else is because it really is the loneliest like art form. Like writing a book is uh-huh. alone. Like I don't think there is a single, you know, piece of art that you can do in a you know in a vacuum that you can do completely alone but Mm -hmm. the closest possible thing is fucking writing a book yeah like uh there's there's only collaboration if you want it which is fucking great yeah sure but do you feel have you ever like have you collaborated well yeah i mean obviously e1 like you guys collaborate on it i mean it's do you feel like it's as much yours like do you feel like episodes of e1 that that you've written are are as much yours as like your books are or do you feel like because of it's a collaborative process you don't really have that attachment to it well this i i had a question i wanted to ask you about this because of it and and i'll go ahead and since you got it before me i'll answer it but um i mean the books are more me than e1 is Mm -hmm. um but to me that's the difference between like comedy versus drama like yeah. comedy is better as a collaborative thing to me i like goofing off with my friend the best episodes That's of right. e1 we ever did are sitting in joel's basement drinking beer and yeah. four of us have laptops open and we're editing the same word document just fucking around yeah. like that's that's because because to me it's just about like you want a lot of jokes and you want them fast and you want to have as good as a time as possible. Mm, you shouldn't totally. waste any time by not telling a joke. And with a book, it's like, all right, now I have time to stew. I have time yeah. to let this brood. I, you know, it's, it's easier than comedy in that yeah. regard because, you know, the failure is less apparent. Yeah, but it's yours alone. Yeah. Like you can't there's no one to blame, you know, uh, there's no one but yourself to blame if if the book sucks, you know. So, you know, we talked about a little bit with um you know, me and E1, but I wanted to ask too, like I I forgot who said it, and I tried googling it and it made me think I just made up the quote, but I swear to god somebody said this once. And 
they always ask the question. They always say you can't have two mistresses. Mm-hmm. So you really have to pick one thing. I feel like that is kind yeah. of your main thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you make that choice when you write a book versus doing like a comedy thing or something like that. Like I think yeah. multiple people can do more. But do you feel like can you have two mistresses? Like if you had to ch- like, is music? Is the approach to music and writing a book that different? That no. you almost it, have it, to it, have a favorite son, almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do have a favorite son, um, but I, I also I think that it's just an ex- extension. I think that the music thing is, is is an extension of of what I really wanted to do that I eventually fell in love with because it was a, an evolution of of the the loneliness of writing. You know, it became more collaborative, and I liked having you know those. But the, that feedback, but um, as far as like the the process goes, it's it's different because the, with a band, at least the way every time that I works, they'll write the songs and then they'll give me the the music and then I write the lyrics to them. And you know, I may I may have already written down a line here and there that I'll I can work in and then start this the cycle around that. But the the framework is there. I know. Um, how far out I have to go. You know, I, I know how much time I have. Uh, I know the tempo I have to write at. And it's 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 less writing and it's more like filling in a crossword puzzle. Like, these are all the blanks. I have to find exactly what goes where or else it's not going to work. Um, so that alone is is instructive. But writing, there's the, uh, writing a book, there's no one to tell you where to stop writing when a you know when a chapter should end and the next one should begin or at what pace you should be moving. So it, it's very, um, I don't know. It feels like very uh, first stage of learning how to write is learning how to sort of check yourself yeah. and make sure that you understand you know the, that even without a framework that you know when you said enough or you haven't said you know, what you needed to say. Um, and being in a band is, is very good for that because you, if I don't have, if I don't have the feeling that I've, I've gotten the point across, then I, I don't just, I can't just keep writing. I have to go back and change everything so that it makes sense in the the space allotted. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but basically, I I don't, I I don't think they're two different things. I, I really don't. And I wouldn't, I know, I know they appear different, um, but I wouldn't call them two different mistresses. I think one is just really hot and young, and the other one's a little <laughs> more. The other one's a milf. I think about. I always uh, that that quote always comes back to me because I think a lot about it a lot in terms of like when you do like a comedy thing that is political because we get pushed to do a lot of the you know we're both you know leftists to do E one mm-hmm. and uh, you know people always try to tell us to do stuff, but I feel like. I always use that quote in in regards to like comedy and politics because like you, sooner or later you have to pick. Do you care more about yeah. the jokes or do you care more about the message? You know, yeah, and, and, right. And E one, I wanted it. Okay, we're doing jokes first and foremost. If it's not funny, I'm not doing it. You know, yeah. It doesn't totally. diminish the other one, but it's just like sooner or later you have to pick a side almost. Yeah, yeah. But you, then again, you don't want to be like. You know, Maynard James Keenan that, uh, you know, starts Tool and has a great band in Tool and then does a, a side project that sounds exactly like Tool. Like, why not just stay with Tool, you know? Yeah. And I'm trying to use a band. I'm trying to use a band that your listeners will no. relate to here. So. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. <laughs> Thanks for saying it was Tool because you said that guy. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, it's. It, it, I just don't I don't understand why if you're going to get a second mistress. Yeah why you would pick something that's exactly like your other mistress. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't, I don't see the point in that. I don't see any uh, real benefit or learning experiences there. I mean, you want to take what you've learned in one field. And if you're going to venture out, if you're going to move to baseball from basketball, figure out how the rules apply yeah. in the same way, you know, figure out what, what muscles you already have yeah. defined that you can then use in baseball, but don't try to get on the fucking basketball diamond what's it called a base a, a baseball field and you know you come, don't start dribbling come on you know? come on man <laughs> did you say the basketball diamond i nah, just i just get it no oh man <clears throat> all right so um when you started to explore getting uh scale published uh-huh. um 
this is something that I wanted to ask you about because it made me think a lot. Did they ask you to compare your book to other books that have been written yes. or authors that had been written? Um, yeah, and the ones that I said, uh, the, I think that this was this is what I was reading around the the era that I started getting ideas, and this is who I I read growing up, and these are my influences, and none of those made the like the the little quip that they use. Um, it got like it got likened to Bukowski, but that's I really like. I don't love Bukowski, I, uh, but it's just because I had like a, a Polish alcoholic grandfather who was like a, a living, breathing Bukowski, and he was dangerous and, and scary at times. So, yeah, Bukowski kind of just reminds me of of like, you know, so, someone pretty much if you devote your life to uh, masochism yeah. and alcoholism, self pity, you, you self pity and yeah. drinking, yeah, right. Then you're a Bukowski. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, that's all there is to yeah. it. Um, so I didn't really love him, but that's that's what the, that's kind of how they came out of the gate with it when Scale got published, and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't even know if I've read enough Bukowski. I mean, I, I read Women and I read Ham on Rye, but other than that, like, I just don't, you know, I, I don't see the similarity. It's a fucking accepted. hard question. It's a really fucking hard question. Yeah, it sucks. What did, what did I, you? Uh, I have never been more caught off guard by a fucking question that should have been like a very simple question because it's the first thing the publisher thinks, right? They're yeah. trying to sell the book, and you have not mm -hmm. in your fuck in my fucking years of making this thing ever thought that fucking once. Yeah, you know, right? So I, when they asked me, I I think I. I think I, I started like, oh, fuck, what did I say? I came up with, first of all, I was like, I had a theme of like almost the first season of True Detective without the crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, so just true. Yeah. Like, like, but even then, that's not a fucking book. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, I made sure I really did not want to do like a coming of age book again. And I didn't want to have a, a, a main character that kind of physically resembled me in an easily mm -hmm. congruent way. And, and I, I, I think what I said was yonder stands your orphan, which I think uh, by Barry Hanna. The last great, great writer I, I highly recommend. Um, he's, to me, the last Southern Gothic writer. He died a little bit ago, but he taught at Old Miss. There's stories of him like bringing guns to class to show the kids because it showed up oh, in a, yeah? a fucking weirdo. But like um, just just that kind of like, gen like just <laughs> bored, forlorn. Like too tired yeah. to be depressed, kind of thing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a fucking it's hard a, question. It is because then you start, and especially when you have to put, realize that you're entering in that world. Like you're going to be a published author. The people you admire are published authors. It's a business. It's not about your yeah. feelings anymore. Right, right. And 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 you realize, at least in my case, like I am so unprepared for this world. I am so fucking bad and stupid and ugly and sh I, I smell bad and like I'm I'm weak. Like everything. <laughs> I'm sick. Every, I'm so always sneezing. My head um, hurts. But, yeah, but like you can't all of a sudden like you're you're walking, you know, you're walking into this new world that you are you don't you you still have idols there. So you you don't want to be any you don't want to be an, an acquaintance of theirs or an associate of theirs in any way shape or form. At least I didn't. I don't I don't want to meet my idols. I don't want to fucking have anything to do with them because I need I need that still. It makes I need you that feel distance. fucking arrogant. Yeah, yeah, and then really all of a sudden you're asked to be arrogant, arrogant yeah. right off the bat. Like, who do you think you're like yeah. that other people really like? I, I don't. I have no idea. I feel like no if, if if that question isn't completely disarming to you, yeah, then uh, uh, you got you got you have lost some humanity somewhere along the way. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, but it, if you're too prepared for the the answer, then. There's a very good chance that your book is disingenuous yeah. too. You know what I mean? If you could point to the guy that you're emulating or that you think, you know, that that influenced you directly and overtly, then who the fuck wants to 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 admit to that and 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 push that to promote it as your book? I mean, it's really not, but that's that's the fuck there's the rub because you're going to have to it has to be something that other people have experienced before. So that they choose 
they volunteer to experience it again. Yeah. You know, and as much as you don't want to be like anybody else, you at the heart of it all, it you have you're, to be like something. You're just another fucking dickhead that has a book out now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, look at you. You're so special that you can't be compared to anyone. Right. And every exactly. answer, every answer is a wrong answer to that. And every answer to that is arrogant. Absolutely. You're just, you yep. just have to be like, all right. Uh, yeah. I'm, I fucking put a book out there. I wrote a book. I'm the man. Just fucking like yeah. it or don't. Like, that's right. the only right. way I think to approach it without like, tearing your hair out yeah i mean unless it's like a smash success like unexpectedly oh um you know your, your first time at bat fucking grand slam home run you can't be humble about it because that's just not you have to buy your own bullshit uh, if you expect yeah. other people to, you have I to be guess, like you know? this is good enough to read please read it read it I'm and, and you don't you. even need to you don't even that's the thing though you don't even need to make a, a full book worth reading you just have to get them through the first chapter so that they keep they want to keep going you know what i mean yeah. so you have to like you almost have to front load it you know and it works the same with movies where you watch like the opening scene is usually the the most traumatic of the whole thing because you have to get snagged on the hook yeah and if not they're they're, they're not going to finish it so so much goes into that front end of it that's really really hard to keep in mind when you're trying to write i think uh actually the very beginning of water wasted i think i was one and done on that yeah i think it was a one and all done all set I have it right here. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. It. Let me tell you if I agree with you. But um. <laughs> I think there, um, there, I, there was one paragraph that was similar tone that I just wanted to speed it up and I got rid of. But other than uh-huh. that, it was, it was a one and done deal. See, that's that's great. Yeah. Because I have, I, I, I think I spend more time on the first. Now the fucking ending. Holy fuck. The ending. God damn. Yeah. That was a whole different story. Well, what, what what's the story? Uh, it took a long fucking time. That's <laughs> not really a story. Don't you write stories? I didn't, That's not a story. I didn't want to say it was a story. There's not a story within the story. It is the story. And the story is that the end took a long fucking time. Yeah. And a lot of like, dri- like uh, 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 you know, you get all this stuff and you're building up to a point. Like you can write. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like writing an intro is fucking easy. You have to be somewhat vague. You have to show yeah. off your, you know, whip your dick out and show that you can write a little bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, enough vague with a little hook. And then, uh, you know, they're on to the next one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and honestly, I, I know this this might seem like a, a, gr- a grand sort of simplification, but like you're you start your book with a, a dead something dead. Yeah. And that that's all that is uh, that is almost guaranteed to to like be like, oh, all right. Well, what what's dead? Why is it dead? You know, there's so much there that just that that fucking just the word dead or death is it's coming jam packed with, you know, uh, uh, details in the periphery that the the people are going to want to fucking flesh out. So that's good. It's a great way to start. I like life or death stuff. I think it was Cormac McCarthy said like, well, you know, obviously he's not right on everything. I want to get to some of the like rules that writers have said after this, but like he said like, Oh, if you're not writing about life or death, you're not writing about anything at all. And I feel like recently there has been like a turn away from that in like popular fiction where you want like Mm -hmm. the minutia of family life and the tiny little things to see how things, but also I, I, I think that's that that can be pretty fucking boring. I've read some pretty fucking boring books written oh, by yeah. like the forty under forty. And mm-hmm. I think part of that's because they're like twenty six year olds who have never had a job ever before in their whole life. And yeah. because their dad's friends with Joyce Carol Oates or something, they got a book deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that like that <laughs> explains it a little bit, but it's definitely like a stylistic choice. The word sardonic. Oh my fucking oh, god! Yeah, what a word! Oh, that word's fuck. <laughs> that word. word is everywhere. Every, yeah. Everything's sardonic. What the yeah. fuck is? It's just like sarcasm <laughs> for smarter people or something. <laughs> it's like the Brian Cox of 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 words. It's like in everything, and it it does so much legwork that you you almost like for you you almost pass it over now because you're just so used to. It's fucking an NPR it word. It's an NPR yeah. word. Like sardonic is to writing as like comedy is to NPR where it's (laughs) it's comedy that you're not allowed to laugh at it. 
and you go right oh, right oh oh mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. Ooh. they, sh- they <laughs> sure got Don- they sure got donald on that one no zinger <laughs> oh yeah. mo rock is coming in swinging tonight <laughs> it's uh i i feel like there is a, a a real concerted effort to almost be boring now, uh, I think a lot of because it's like being droll and being like, I don't know, just sort of EQ'd like where there's there's not going to be any spikes in anything is just the way that people just generally feel yeah. nowadays. So I think that that's... I don't um, care about authenticism, though, if it's authentic. No. I don't care, man. Not with a book. I want something that... Right. I read yeah, uh, I, uh, 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 Welcome to the Goon Squad, man. And holy smokes, that was a boring book, man. I haven't. Uh, it, was, it was a National Book Award winner or something, and I was like, "Oh, this is my, and I just, I, I, I like nothing happened. Like, I don't yeah. like. Oh man, like the relationships of thirty-something-year-olds or something. It's mm-hmm. just, yeah, God, it's so pointless. I was bored as hell, and it was just so cute. Everything mm-hmm. written was so cute. Like, and then, like, ah, it was good. You know, you can tell when something's good, but you hate it. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's like when I listen yeah. to metal. Guitar solo. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah. like, God, it's not. I want to hear an old man sing about a bottle right now. I want to hear Bella. There's Fleck a great uh, Akewood, the uh, webcomic Akewood, which I absolutely uh-huh. love. Uh, describe something like that as a perfectly fine car. I wa- I do not want to drive. Yeah. Just that's how I, I feel about like MFA fiction post 2005. Right, right. Like, sure, yeah, it's sturdy. It's a it's a thing. I can that see why people would like this. It's like New Girl. I can see why people like this. I want uh-huh. nothing to do with it. Or like, yeah, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's obvious. Well, I see why people like this because they're fucking idiots. But. <laughs> <laughs> 